I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to here with Kyle Chapman from a band called Ethereus. Last time I spoke with him, we were talking about his uh, his side project, Blighted Eye. But right now we're talking about Ethereus. They have a new album coming out today, and that is the 14th of January. Uh, they have uh, two songs released now, I believe. It's just two two Three. singles, right? Three? Three okay. now. Uh, they just put out one, I think it was earlier this week, or maybe it was last week. I don't really remember. You got the lyric videos. You got the music videos that are shot beautifully. Um, congratulations on the big release day and, and how are you doing, man? I'm good, man. Uh, I'm happy for it to finally be coming out. You know, we've been, I think we finished this up and we had the final mix and master done by end of April, beginning of May. And that was when it was turned in. So yeah, we've been sitting on this for about six, seven months now, and it's been three years in the works for us. So finally being able to actually talk about it in explicit terms and not be like hinting and vague posting on social media about it is, uh, it's relieving and the positive feedback we've been getting on the single so far has been awesome. So feeling validated. That's how I'm feeling. So with uh, the song with, you know, sitting on the record for seven months or so, are you tired of the songs yet? <laughs> Dude, I was tired of the songs after we finished writing them, but uh, that's, a, that's hilarious. That's always so funny is because like this stuff is brand new to people, but the musicians yeah. behind it are probably just like, okay, oh um, man, on to the next especially like the recording process for this album. Like we, I think we, we banged this out relatively quickly. All things considered from when we actually started recording, I think it took me about a month to knock all of my guitar parts out and my vocals out. Scott was about the same time. And I think Ben and Vance yeah. and Matt were shortly after that, but you know, just writing these, like one of these songs took nine months to write and just over and over. How and long? About eight to nine months. It, it was my magnum opus. It was a, just an absolute nightmare. Is that the one we're going to be hearing? That is the one you're going to be hearing. That was okay. my baby. And uh, it's just there. We were we were a lot more critical of everything we were doing on the yeah. album, which I think added more to that. 
that initial frustration of like, oh my God, I'm over the song. I don't want to hear it anymore. Yeah. Because, you know, we'd spend, you know, Matt, Ben and I would get together and together to actually rehearse. And we would spend four, five hours just running through parts of one song, just trying to get everything locked down. And we, we took a lot more time kind of in the beginning before we started recording so that by the time we got to recording, we banged it out pretty quickly. But we were already feeling the burnout by the time we were there. Mm-hmm. So now that we've had a few months in between, it's kind of like, oh, cool, we can revisit these and, you know, maybe see them with a bit more of a positive spin now. So the uh, the album is called Leiden, right? Leiden. 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 Okay. Yep. Okay. Leiden, and it's available on Artisan Era Records, and yep. uh, you can, uh, well, I guess it wouldn't technically be a pre order since it's available now. The vinyl, yep. there's all kinds of sexy vinyl out there, all kinds of cool colorways and all that for the collectors. You can uh, pre order that. That obviously with uh, the chain of, uh, you know, everything being so behind. You know, I've been pre-ordering records and I'm like, okay, I'll get this sometime in 2023. Who knows? But if you're lucky. Exactly. So, but uh, if you want the CD, if you want to pre-order or just, just even just stream the songs, they're available now. Um, so we got to get into this guys, uh, dude, there's a, I'm like guys, like there's like more than just me and you talking. It's, <laughs> I don't know if you know, I'm anyways. So you have a nine minute long song. You have a 10 minute long song. If this wasn't a pandemic, would you have put so much time into, you know, like cr- drafting these intricate songs? Did the amount of time that you had to focus on this directly coincide with the pandemic or not? Not so much. I think the amount of time we immediately had definitely coincided. I think we given the trajectory we were on when we started working on this, because I think one of the sing- the first single we released, Behold the World Eater, I started working on the main riff for that song three months before Absentia came out. So wow. we okay. were already kind of the wheels were already turning before that album even came out. So I think we would have taken the same amount of time to work on it, but it would have been stretched out over way longer if we didn't have, you know, the, in hindsight, the benefit of all, you know, suddenly some of us are working from home and just able to spend more time, you know, creatively um, because of the initial few months of the pandemic. So definitely it gave us a bit of a leg up and allowed us to get it done sooner. Yeah. But I just, like I was saying before, we were a lot more critical with everything we were writing for this album. So if anything, if the pandemic hadn't happened, we probably wouldn't be releasing this until like 2025. So it worked out, I think, at least in that regard. That's the gift and the curse of the creative type, right? Like you, you create this beautiful stuff, but then you're just so probably so hard on yourself and you want to you if you, you you know, you said it yourself, you want the magnum opus, you know, yeah. but then it's just like guns and roses at a certain point where it, with the, you know, the Chinese democracy where you're just like, you just got to have someone there who's just like, all right, put it out. Yeah, it's done. Yeah. And I, I mean, I think you you can ask any band this and no album is ever truly complete. It's just done enough that you're mm-hmm. just being, you can move on and release it. And I don't think we would have ever dragged it out too much longer. And mostly what would have prevented us from working on it was we had some tours lined up before yeah. um, the pandemic hit. So, you know, it definitely wouldn't be something we'd want to stretch out that much. But I think at this when, with this album, even though no album is ever truly complete. And even in hindsight now, there's like, oh, there's a few things. I w-. There was some learning curves having to record all this ourselves in isolation. This is probably the most complete of work that we've put out as a band. And I'm this, I'm the most proud of this album and all the songs on it. It's just awesome. Every, this, I mean, this is this for me is like this is the pinnacle of what we as a band can offer at this point. And I'm not even thinking about a follow up at the right now like that's going to be a few years out before that's even a thought for me 
So I'm, I'm going to ask you a couple questions here and, and, and just know that this isn't how I feel necessarily, but there are critics of tech def oh. who say, you know, it's not necessarily songs. It's just, you know, a lot of parts. And there are people, you know, that uh, would say that, you know, tech death might at times be a little too sterile or even fake sounding. You know, what would you counteract to say? Or do you even do you agree with that at times? And, and I, you know, how would you uh, counteract that? I 100 uh, percent agree with that. Um, there, uh, you know, there are so many bands in this genre and it's become just. I don't, I don't want to say oversaturated because that has kind of a negative connotation, but with the influx of at home recording gear and amp plugins and the ability for people to basically, you know, bedroom produce album yeah. quality material. Now there's a lot of music out there. And I don't think it's necessarily that the genre is, you know, in and of itself is this sterile, you know, highly edited computerized genre. There is a lot of that, and I think you just hear more of that because there's so many more bands that are able to put out so much more. And I think if you're at a younger level and you're just getting in, you you have these tools available available to you so immediately, you know, you're going to kind of go more the prefab route as you're trying to get your ideas out there. Yeah, it might yeah. evolve over time, but I think in in the genre, the bands that stand out are the ones that haven't necessarily followed that trend. You know, you look at like Spawn of Possession, you look at Gorguts, um, you know, er, early Obscura. Um, those bands, they are, you know, for me, tech death, what is the draw to that is the technical musicianship. It is the actual performance. And those bands still embody that. You listen to it and it's like, yes, this is absurd, but it still sounds human. Sure, I think sure. the stuff that I don't necessarily gravitate towards as much is when you get these very hyper polished, like you said, kind of sterile sounding riff salads is what we, yeah. we call them, where you know, there is a lot of technical display, but it's been edited and quantized so much that it sounds like a glorified guitar profile. Mm -hmm. And that to me just isn't as exciting. I would much rather hear something that is maybe 90 to 95 percent perfect with a little bit of grit thrown in there and have it actually sound and feel real. Yeah. And hear something that is just this laser precise, you know, MIDI recording, basically. So that's my thought on it. Cool. Well, well, taking that, you know, um, what what is your songwriting approach typically with Ethereus? Do you you and Ben primarily write the songs, or does is it is like a collaborative thing? Is there one specific songwriter typically? Uh, I'm I'm usually the one spearheading most of the songwriting. Okay. Um, on Absentia, a lot of that was uh, myself and our late bass player had worked on quite a bit of that, and mm -hmm. I ended up finishing um, finishing the album after he passed away. With Leiden, I have my fingers in most of the songs usually but with this one it was a lot more of a collaborative effort on our part you know this is the first album same lineup from absentia but the first one that we're all kind of starting from the exact same point and i think there was just more of that spirit of like okay let's see what we all can bring to the table so even though i ended up writing a lot of this like i usually do ben and i wrote a song together um yeah. the track three scott and i collab scott wrote all of his bass lines yeah. like i would have some ideas and but he'd be like okay yeah let me make this better you know, Scott even brought a full song to the table that, you know, I tinkered with a bit, but it was mostly like ready to go once he, him and I went back and forth a bit. But, you know, he brought his own to it. Vance and I collaborated a lot on the lyrics. Yep. Uh, Matt, like I said, Matt and I and Ben would get together and jam and work out the drum parts, you know, bar by bar for every song. Yeah. So it was a lot more collaborative. I, th I think I was still kind of, you know, spearheading it and trying to get everything moving. But it was definitely there was a lot less on my shoulders this time as far as writing went, which was great. 
because I had to, you know, record Matt's drums and learn how to do that properly. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so you recorded this. Is this? I, I recorded my guitars, um, Matt's drums, and some of Vance's vocals, and I recorded my vocals as well. Wow. Scott was able to engineer himself at home. I set Ben up so he was able to engineer himself at home. Basically, I would send them my recording sessions and my guitars after I finished them, and then they would be able to record their stuff alongside so they could check check all the DIs, make sure everything yeah. was intonated properly, just lining up and sounding good. So it's a little bit of project management going on in there, but everyone was able to, with the exception of Matt, was effectively able to record themselves. Vance and I started initially. Um, he was coming over um, to my house to record. Yeah. And then it, it's just he had all the stuff necessary to record himself. He just needed someone to help him set it up. So sure. got him set up and was able to do the exact same thing I did for Ben and Scott. And he was able to track, um, the, I think, six or five or six of the songs by his by himself. And yeah, it, it wow. you know, still turned out. Well, it was it was weird because, you know, Ben and I were I'm used to him and I being in the same room recording. But at the same time, it's I think, again, you ask any band that's like especially extreme metal. Yeah. One of the most anxiety inducing things is not necessarily going to record, but it's recording in front of the other guitarist mm -hmm. because you got them. To, someone else who knows the songs theoretically as well as you do looking over your shoulder and you're just thinking, oh, don't mess up. Don't mess up. Don't mess up. Yep. And then no. In the back of their mind, they're like, you messed that up. You could have played that better. So. I so I when you were saying this, I almost gave you like this backhanded compliment, like wow, it sounds amazing for a home recording, but that's not even that's not even the case. Like I needed to to stop there because it just sounds awesome. It just it doesn't sound awesome for you know a home recording. It just sounds awesome. So first off, I you know you could never tell that whether it was home recorded, whether you went to like a million dollar studio. I just think it sounds badass. So. I, I appreciate it. It's, it helps yeah. having um, one of the best you know, mixing mastering engineers in the game handling that. We had a uh, Christian Donaldson who's mixed and mastered Beyond Creation, Shadow mm -hmm. of Intent, and the last few uh, Cryptopsy records. He's a guitarist for Cryptopsy. Yeah, and he just absolutely killed it on this. So with, with this would album would not have been um, as good without his his assistance on it. So if this wasn't uh, quote. You know, if this wasn't a global pandemic, would you have taken the same approach or do you think you would have, you know, all been together? Was that a product of necessity? Uh, I mean, Matt's drums was definitely a product of necessity. Mm -hmm. um, I think for the guitars, we probably would have gone the same route just because, cool. like I said, it is a lot easier. You You yeah. get a lot more. I don't know, freedom and flexibility to mess up when you're recording by yourself sure. because you're not on someone else's time and you don't have to worry about prying eyes or people, you know, even if they're not people judging you as yeah. you're working on something. So we probably would have gone that same route. Um, I, and honestly, probably the same thing for the vocals. I think the drums is the only thing that it would have been nice to go into an actual studio and have someone else handle the engineering for that because recording guitars is simple. Recording vocals is easy. Recording drums is a pain in the ass. Yeah, and it is. Um, it was a lot of trial and error, and there was a lot of error on my part, <laughs> which thankfully Christian was able to help me with. But yep. it was still um, that that is the only thing that I think we would have done differently. So uh, I I'm wanted to talk a little bit about the label uh, that you're you're working with, the Artisan Era. That's a uh, so you mentioned you know there's so many uh, tech death bands, but this is a label that. I, I will say it's primarily tech death. Like there, that is a, like it, it, I think it's crazy that there are, you know, so many, like look like 30 years ago, you know, there was just metal labels and then it became, and now it's to the point where there's labels that 
you know, specific, like unique leader, you yeah. know, and, and, and artisan era. And then, you know, there's like uh riding easy. That's like stoner doom, you know, like you can very much like just uh, check out these labels and pretty much know what you're getting in a way. Um, yeah. But uh, tell me a little bit about artisan era and like how you guys get hooked up with them, because the stuff that they're putting out is pretty mind blowing as far as like the push continuously pushing the limits of tech death. Oh yeah. How did you guys get hooked up with Artisan Era? So that was just a a series of very fortunate events and a little bit of honey potting on our end. Nice. Um, our first album, we or our first full length, Absentia, yeah. we had Mike Lowe, who is the co owner of Artisan Era and also the guitarist of Inferi, do the mixing for that. Cool. And so he had his ears on it for you know a long time while he was working on it, and then eventually we ended up opening a show at studio seven for them and alter beast. And I think it was seeker and one other band. I can't really remember who all was on the bill. And <clears throat> so, um, Mike and Malcolm both got to watch us play live. Mike, after hearing us for, you know, months and his ears constantly as he was working on the album. So, you know, after that, we're all hanging out, talking out back and yeah. Mike's, you know, he's stoked on the album. He's like, hey, so what are you guys planning on doing with the album once it's once it's done? I was like, oh, I don't know. You know, we might be shopping it around, see if anyone's interested. And he's just slyly like, we're interested. I'm nice. Like, Sick. Cool. And then I think like a month or two later, Malcolm sent us the contract and that was that. So, yeah, it was. it's pretty cool. Artisan Air is there. They're, they're a an awesome label. They've been growing so much over the, even in, in the wake of the pandemic, they've still mm -hmm. been growing and signing bands and doing a lot of like, you know, like one-off re-releases of like severed savior and Zenith passage and spawn of possession. And they've got a whole bunch of crazy stuff going on right now. And there are a few more bands that are in the pipeline that are going to add to the excellence of the roster. And it just keeps growing. And you know, Vance. And yeah. I was about to say Vance and Scott's other band just got yep. signed, which is awesome. And they kind of went the same route. We did. They had a yeah. mic. Um, mix their album, which, you know, I think they only have the one single out. Another one's supposed to come out sometime next week. I believe I could be wrong, but so what you're saying is if you're a tech death band and you want to get signed to artisan era, maybe hire Mike. Yeah. Hire Mike. I'm sure Mike would appreciate the extra income too. So, you know, just send some work towards Mike. He does an awesome job and he's a killer dude. So okay. highly recommend it. Yeah, All right. Killer label. So, uh, we're talking tech death here. In your mm -hmm. opinion, what it, your personal big four of tech death? Oh, I think you've asked me this before. Oh, have I? Oh my god. Okay, never mind. I don't know. I mean, it, it might it might have changed. I could be. All right. Wrong. Let me see. Uh, big four of tech death: Spawn of Possession, Gorguts, Obscura, Necrophagist. That, okay, there. that was easy. It's probably the exact same thing I said last time, but I like I it. Could be wrong. Um, okay, so the album artwork, that is something that pops out immediately. It's, it's beautiful. Um, who, who did you work with? Uh, we went back to Sam Nelson, who did the artwork for Absentia. This time cool. we actually paid him to do a big, full custom piece for us. Um, I kind of basically I wrote out the story of the album, gave him yeah. some uh, some bullet points as far as the concept and what we were wanting to achieve visually. And he took that and ran with it and went beyond and basically brought my vision of you know what the album is about to life with his cover and it's just that's another thing we had that done i think in 2020 like february or cool. february or march so we've been sitting on that for a long time and yeah he, he just killed it and we're probably going to go with sam for the next one and the one after that he's a wonderful person to work with you think you'll ever get like a big backdrop of of that painting oh, i would love to 
that'd I, be I, awesome. I've asked Sam if he's ever going to do like prints or do like a artwork yeah. or something, and he should. He's got that guy has been doing artwork for tech and extreme metal bands for at least like the last five or six years, as far as I can tell, and it just keeps getting more killer every with every. What's his name again? Sam Nelson. Um, okay. Stigma. I think it's Stigma is his um, cool. artist handle on Facebook and Instagram. So get Sam to do your album. Get uh, hire Mike, yep. and uh, you're you'll be good to go. The starter pack. That's <laughs> the artisan era starter pack. Exactly. Uh, okay. Right on. So um, you guys are going to be doing an event tonight. Uh, if you're listening to this, it's the 14th, uh, and this is going to be a pandemic friendly, uh, <laughs> an Omicron friendly event uh, at Colt Mead in Tacoma. Is that right? Why don't you give me the rundown? Yeah, so I mean, um, this is gonna be kind of a CD release listening party. We're hanging out and playing some games, listening to the album beginning to end, um, having some drinks, and just you know, lots of good times. We, you know, we had thought about doing a CD release show, but we just so Matt moving back to Ohio, Scott yeah. living on Vashon, and all of us just being busy with work. There was just no time to really prepare, so we figured, mm-hmm. okay, screw it, let's just have a party celebrating this three year accomplishment and hang out with some friends. So that's that's what's going on. It's a free event. Um, you know, I think Colt um, does ask that you are vaccinated and yes. have some proof of that before you go in. So, you know, please make sure that you have all the necessary stuff to get in so you don't get turned away and get mad. Yep. But, um, you know, other than that, having drinking some delicious mead and listening to some obnoxious, ugly metal. And if you're an Internet troll, you have to face it and be a troll in real life. Yeah. And exactly. you, have to, you have to man up and, you know, do in real life trolling oh please i hope there are some trolls please come out tonight <laughs> make my make my night please hell yeah so again that's in tacoma and that's going on the 14th if you're listening to this after uh you can order from the Bandcamp. you can order from artisan era directly uh and um i guess without any further ado we're gonna go into a 10 minute long song and this is the one that you took nine months of your life to perfect yeah, I hope you're happy with it because this is uh, this, your baby. This is my baby. This is one of my favorite songs I've ever written. Um, it features a gnarly, gnarly guest spot from my friend and former vitriol bandmate Kyle Rasmussen. Nice. And it's just a big, brooding, mean, ugly, ugly song. And it's the final song from the album. Is that right? Yep. So fun fact about this album. We designed it so, you know, it generally follows the concept of the album, which I don't want to spoil in case people like to sure. dig into the lyrics or anything like that. But um, melodically, or uh, yeah, melodically, it goes from much more conventionally melodic at the beginning and then progressively just gets more and more dissonant as it goes. So basically, you run the gamut from, you know, like an obscura or beyond creation to, you know, Gorgut's verging on portal at points. Mm. And that's where this song is. This song is the, uh, the, tr- the, this one's going to try some people. It's going to be a, a test. But if you can get through it, I think you'll be very happy. So it's like it's like falling down into a tunnel and you just kind of get stuck. And it's like a <laughs> saw trap where you just like continuously like get more and morphed up. I like yeah. it. Yeah, uh, that is an accurate assessment. Awesome. Well, the two Kyles on this song, I very much appreciate that. Got Kyle love. Double the Kyle. So we're going to go into it. This is Upon Infinite Seas uh, from Ethereus. Uh, the new album, Leiden, is out now on Artisan Era. Any final words before we jump into this one? 
Um, well, thank you, Kevin, for having having me, having us, having me on here and supporting yeah. us over the last few years. You know, you guys have been a critical part of that, along with all the fans and everyone who's continued to support us since you know the early Sicker and Ego Futurist days. So, thank you guys for all the love and support. I think you're really going to like this new album. And you know, thank you everyone who's purchased it, and you know, keep supporting Extreme Metal. One final question: What's the longest Tech Death song ever written, and when will you beat that record? Ah, man, I think First Fragment put out a 15 minute long song in their album uh, last year. So I'm going to assume that that's you got to go for 16. Yeah, I got to go for 16 or I could just, you know, prices right it and do like 15 in one second. There you go. Nice. I like it. All right. Here's Upon Infinite Seas by Aetherius.
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.